At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. Told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Our number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. All proudly brought to you by BetMGM. Gil Alexander, it's Kelly Bidlin, producer number nine. So much more than a producer. Still to come, JVT on the NBA. Dallin Cuff, his thoughts on the Final Four. I always love uh, checking in with Dallin, get his thoughts. Former Columbia University basketball player. Daily Wager. Stalwart as well. He's everywhere, man. He's everywhere. Calls games. In studio for games. Daily Wager. By the way, I'm not going to read tweets, but I just want to read this one here. Because we already had one. So we get tweet? We get a tweet? We get tweet. <laughs> but no, I just want to, because people are, you know, because I made the comment of how does baseball only have five games? And we have people who are so, who are so sure of their reason for it. We had one person already say, well... It's, a, it's an allotment for rain possibilities the first day. I'm like, really? They'd only have five games scheduled after 15? Tom K says a major reason in the scheduling of the off day after the opener is the cleaning of the stadium. In many stadiums, the sellout is unusual, and they don't have the staffing to get the stadium ready for the next day. Your thoughts? I mean, maybe I could get there if you said that's why they're not having day games today. Right. I agree with that. Maybe. Yeah. But I don't, you brought it, we were discussing this off air, you brought it up where it's like, well, they play three game series right in a row. Like, they play tons of games in a row. <laughs> it's not juice if you win. Honestly, who did the MLB schedule? 15 games yesterday, everyone gets excited, then five today, but then go to a full slate on Final Four Saturday, shaking my head. Don't forget, Mike Tomlin still never had a losing season. Oh, Everybody I, throws that in at the I end. saw my first one of those dropped finally, I think it was two days ago. Yeah. Like on NFL Live, they start previewing teams. And so I heard the first one finally. Hey, keep in mind, they were actually going over win totals. I'll give them credit. They were going over win totals. They got to the Steelers, and it was the perfect setup for, keep in mind, Mike Tomlin never had a losing season with the, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I forget who dropped it on ESPN. I started, yeah. I just heard it. I'm over on my desk working. I heard it. <laughs> It just like it was like a bell ringing in my ear. I'm like, there's number one, her number one of the year, number one, and they're totally serious about it. And Mike Tomlin still hasn't had a losing season after a Pittsburgh surge late last year. A uh, shout out to the Boston Bruins. We got to get Andy McNeil and Jake Hahn in here for a postseason yeah. preview for the NHL playoffs. Uh, but the Boston Bruins absolutely just continue to kill it. David Pasternak with his 53rd goal of the season, 41 seconds into overtime. Overtime yesterday, Bruins. Wrapping up the President's Trophy with their franchise record 58th victory, 2-1 to win over the Columbus Blue Jackets last night. Um, they, they did it in 75 games, yes, the President's Trophy. 58, 12, and 5. That's the fourth 
fewest games needed to clinch the NHL's President's Trophy ever. Obviously, they care much more about the Stanley Cup. Couldn't care less about the President's Trophy, I'm sure. But still, that is quick to get there to clinch the best record with, you know, six games to go. How about goal differential? What do you what do you think their goal differential is? Well, I'll tell you what. When I look at the standings, I can uh, tell you. Dang what it, it is. you're looking at the same thing I am. Yeah, but that is amazing. 118. Next up, New Jersey Devils and New York Rangers at 52. <laughs> right? I'm not missing anybody, right? Plus no. 52. They no, are I'm next. Just looking at, <clears throat> no, the team, the team that they beat yesterday. No, actually, it's it's eclipsed by the Ducks. So the Anaheim Ducks are minus 115, and the Bruins are plus 118 for a difference of 233 goals between oh, best and worst. That's incredible. So good on the Bruins, and we'll get Andy McNeil and, uh, and Jay Conn in here to give us our Stanley Cup playoff preview from a betting perspective, of course. And Andy is fiending, fiending at the bit. I got to check in on my two future. I do have two futures bets. Do you really? Yeah. Uh, Golden Knights to win the division. Yeah, no. No, no, no. They're there. They're there. Right? Right. Hold on. Unless I'm looking at yeah, something no, wrong. They're, they're at the top right now. They, they have, have a two-point two lead. lead over the Oilers. Two over the Oilers, three over the Kings. Oh, man. I got How many games we got left? Uh, we got. It's uh, less than NBA, right? Don't they got, start before the we NBA? We got five or six left, depending on the team. I got to sweat that. And then I've got a uh, Linus Oldmark, the goalie of the Bruins, to win the Vezina. <laughs> I know you're laughing. <laughs> I love that you have these bets. <laughs> Kelly Bidlin. He's minus three. Three, uh, minus 3,000. I got to like three to one. All right, tennis bet time. You ready? Let's give our tennis bet of the day. What you got? Um, so Miami has been played. The Miami Open has been plagued by rain. So not only have matches gotten delayed, but like matches themselves have had to start and stop and start a lot. Wait, you're telling me putting a tennis tournament in an outdoor football stadium in South Florida, th- they're getting rain outs? It's brutal. No way. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Uh, I got Serana Kirstea today in the one remaining ladies semifinal. By the way, for those of us, again, for those who were listening to a numbers game last week when Iga Sviantek, world number one, pulled out of the tournament because of a rib injury, and immediately we're like, grab Sabalenka, grab Rabakina. Well, we lost Sabalenka, but Rabakina's in the finals, waiting for the winner of this match today because Elena Rabakina is playing outstanding tennis. She got by Jesse Pagula yesterday in straight sets, speaking of a rain delayed on and off match. Uh, she was just unbelievable, her mental fortitude in that in that match. And Rabakina is, awaits the winner of today's other semi between Serana Kirstea, who's Romanian, against uh, Petrik Vitova from the Czech Republic. And I am on Kirstea. I got her at plus 109 last night. You might not be able to get quite that number now. It's shorter plus money or really short minus money. I would still play it. As long as she's not the favorite, play it. Serana Kirstea is the play. Now, this is one of these, and I, want, I wonder if you run into this in golf handicapping, Kelly, because I look at 12-month numbers, 6-month numbers, and I will actually look at 3-month numbers even sometimes, yep. surface-specific. Serana Kirstea is one of these, she's been around forever. She's in her 30s. She's been around forever. She's never really been a great player, but she is the quintessential example of someone in sports who in the short, short term is completely outperforming any, you know, standard term length numbers you could look at. And if you break her down to her, like her last 10 matches, 
she is all of a sudden Rabakana Sabalenka and, and not quite Sviata, but she she all of a sudden it spikes in numbers to the point where you're like, this is a completely different player in the short term, and I have to bet her accordingly. I don't I'm not usually swayed by super short-term numbers, but she's beaten Garcia twice. She's beaten Sabalenka. She's beaten like huge players, so you have to respect it. That's the play today. I, I think it's 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 absolutely something that I that I look at with golf handicapping. I would say one of the major differences of not even major, but one of the like it's like a slight difference in the way that Matt Brown and I do things, especially once we get in season. I look at much smaller sample sizes than he looks at because you're looking often you're looking for value on that person who doesn't kind of belong there, like you're talking about spiking at the right time that you can get in on nice nicer, longer odds on that maybe the book hasn't caught up on or not even caught up on because it's that's not a fair way to say it because you're right. Ta- you're you're right like you know eventually this even person's I, coming even back even I have in. had to j- adjust right like even mm-hmm. I normally wouldn't pay attention but it's like at some point when you beat Sabalenka who could do no wrong, could do no wrong when you beat Vondrasova and Mukova who are great players of late too you beat Garcia twice and we're talking about both in the sunshine doubles you do lose to Sviatek badly even an injured Sviatek in uh, Indian Wells but that's just ego. You got to respect it. And Kvitova is a great player who uh, is trying to get back to a slam 1,000 final, but I like the number on Kirstan today. That's the play. Shall we look at some NFL draft position totals real quick? Oh, yeah. We got more and more getting posted every day. I love it. Good on DraftKings. Can I just immediately go to the quarterbacks one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I've got got thoughts on this. So total quarterbacks drafted in the first round. The over's four and a half. The under's four and a half. Uh, The over four and a half is plus 550. The under's minus 1,000. So, okay, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, in whatever particular order. I'd hope Stroud's first. Stroud, Young, Levis, Richardson. No, no arguments from anybody about those four guys going in the first round. Some people might say Levis. Some, I've heard some Levis outliers, but no, they're all going in the first round. Yep. You don't think like a Hendon hooker? Or like I, somebody like that's not going to slip in? I absolutely do. I would bet this plus, plus 550 right now. I am betting this as soon as I can here in Vegas. Yeah, we don't have It will this. probably be about two months from now. I'm pretty sure the draft <laughs> the is night, a month the from draft, now. Yeah. The eve of the draft will get this. <laughs> yeah. um, yes, I'm with you. I, I mean, look, there has been – I haven't heard about it as much recently, but Tanner McKee, there's a lot, of, a lot of Tanner McKees at the back end of the draft, kind of earlier in mock drafts. And I think someone's going to – Fall, I fall in love with Hendon Hooker. Yes, I, I, like Hendon Hooker might be the best quarterback in the draft. The the, but there's reasons why we're not including him with in the in those four other guys because uh he's 25 years old and coming off major knee injury. Like that's not ideal. I understand it, but I think like there's been guys. I've seen mock drafts where Hendon Hooker's been in the top 10. People think he's that good. The teams are going to be okay with. Uh, you know, bit, give him a give him a year on the bench, get healthy, and get him out there. So yeah. I, Gil, if this was available in Vegas, I'd be biting it, uh, betting it right now. So would I. And by the way, this on the heels of our, uh, you know, who might have the worst record in MLB yesterday, which I hope people bet because I thought that market had a lot of juicy numbers. The twelve to ones on both the Tigers and I think it was the Royals. The one hundred and sixty to one on the Marlins yesterday that was available mm-hmm. for worst record. I mean, some of these markets. So I think. I think over four and a half quarterbacks at plus 550 is an absolute bet. Be, you know, be willing to lose a bet. Like you, that's one of those, if you lose, you're like, I don't care. 
plus 550 was worth a shot at that for sure because these teams go quarterback crazy. Was yeah. there another one that jumped out? Wide yeah, receivers just, maybe? I th- I, we'll just talk it through real quick. With the tight ends, I think this is kind of coin flippy right now because it's it sounds like that Mayer and Kincaid guy will both uh, kids will both go in the first round. But is there a third? I don't really know. It's not one I'd be interested in betting right now. Running backs, right? It looks like Bijan Robinson will definitely be. I mean, he's he, he keeps flying up the board. It sounds like he could be early. Do you believe Jameer Gibbs will go in the first round? I can't do two. I I don't know that. Yeah. See, I don't know. I normally I would say that Gil, but I think Jameer Gibbs might be a spe- special enough of a talent Maybe. that someone at the back end of the first round wants him. So I would lean over there. And then wide receivers, I think, is really tricky right now. But it would be over four and a half or pass for me on that one too. Over or pass in a yep. in a pass happy league. Yep, it's over or nothing. The running backs one is interesting. It's not as it's not as great as the quarterbacks one at four and a half, but the running backs at one and a half, we're just not used to seeing that in recent years. Right, correct. So we'll see if both uh, Robinson and Gibbs go plus two seventy five on that one. Good on DraftKings. We'll come back. JBT on the NBA next. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. numbers game on vcent the sports betting network get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with 24 7 streaming daily best bet emails including advice data and strategy for only 19 dollars our experts also get ready for golf's first major of the year at augusta this year's upcoming masters betting guide a tradition unlike any other break down every golfer in the field plus futures bets and matchups become a vcent pro subscriber today for only 19 dollars at vcent.com slash subscribe how about jim nance uh, his whole career doing the uh, the March Madness Masters double, his little sunshine double, if you will. Yep. This is last year doing the Final Four. Last yes. year doing March Madness. Yeah. But he'll always do the Masters. Hello, friends. Dr. Bob has texted and tweeted in because he was so rudely cut off by uh, the producer of the show, Kelly Bidlin. Our clocks. <laughs> Our clocks. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. By radio stations. Let's fix the, the clocks. Going, going to commercial break. Uh, the highlight of that segment was me going, okay, Bob. All righty, Bob. Sure, Bob. We got to go. Bob Stoll, uh, he says, before I was cut off, I wanted to mention uh, for people not to overreact to UConn's four dominating wins. Teams that won their Elite Eight game by 15 or more and won the other three games by 10 or more, how about that for a subset, are just one in seven against the spread in the final four game, including 0 and 5 against the spread as favorites. Now, I don't give that trend any value, he says, other than to remind people not to overweight those four games. Okay. All right. A little cautionary tip. Maybe that's our pro tip. I don't know. From Dr. Bob. By the way, DK just took down the over four and a half quarterbacks. 
Did I do that? <laughs> That's from Double Down 23. Thank you, Double Down 23. He actually quoted us. He said, Did I do that? In Gil Zirkle voice. So the over four and a half quarterbacks just pulled as we do that. Yeah, we might have done that. Uh, let's talk some NBA. Jonathan Von Tobel is our senior NBA analyst. He's also the host of Hardwood Handicappers, a podcast that he lets Kelly Bidlin co-host multiple times a week. Also available at vcin.com slash podcast. It's Jonathan Von Tobel. How you doing, JVT? Uh, good. I think we're past the let's part. I think Kelly's part of the, uh, I think he's part of the brand now at this I, point. I just do it to poke fun at Kelly. <laughs> just do it to sort of needle. Uh, I do like the, uh, I've been, I've been pushing Kelly on the weekends guild to rock with the uh, sport coat with a t-shirt underneath. Look so at that. Uh, he's finally at least doing with that foul. Mm-hmm. Out the, what is it? The foul out on the prowls or whatever <laughs> it is. So good for him. Let's go. I'm definitely not wearing the same exact Crazy shirt wouldn't. tomorrow. <laughs> That's crazy uh, what one uh, one semester will do for you, huh? Yeah. One class. One class. (laughs) Don't sell them short, JVT. One class. On Hitchcock, by the way. On Hitchcock. All right, so while everybody was watching baseball yesterday, the NBA uh, sort of acquiesced and only had two games. The Celtics end up rolling the Bucks by, count them, 41. Now, it was a bad scheduling spot for the Bucks. It was back-to-back. It was three and four. It was five of seven, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And so they do get rolled as two-point favorites. 140 to 99, as we mentioned, a uh, thing or not a thing. I, I'm pretty sure to be in the camp of not a thing, right? Like you mentioned, we have these scheduling losses, as some people call them in the NBA, and especially having it in a primetime spot, I think it's a drop ball by the association. And it's also Milwaukee, I think, at some point when the writing's on the wall in that game, Gil, going, yeah. I mean, even after this game, we're going to have a two-game lead for the one seed in the Eastern Conference. So I think this was more about the situation. The Celtics coming off of a bad loss, wanting to flex their muscles a little bit in a primetime spot, and the Bucks going, hey, you know what, we'll take this one because we're still more than likely going to win this one seed in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, and there's five or six games left for everybody. So even as you look at the standings and you look at yep. who's jockeying, if, if there's more than two games difference at this point, it's it's not even sort of a relevant thing. Obviously, one team could collapse, one team could go crazy. But generally right now, if you're not within two games, it's not a thing. But there are circumstances where tonight's game, there's a couple that really matter. The biggest of which I I think is probably the T-Wolves-Lakers game. If you look at those teams are entrenched at eight and nine right now in the Western Conference, which means that, you know, they could get themselves out of it to the good if they have a run here late in their last handful of games. Or... If you lose tonight, all of a sudden you're teetering mm-hmm. one game ahead in the loss column of the likes of the Mavericks or Jazz to, you know, to not be in the play-in at all. T-Wolves favored by one. I mean, is this as big a game as I'm making it out to be? It's huge, right? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. When you're looking at the standings, what it would mean for the Lakers taking a loss. Because remember, too, like we always get wrapped up in like, hey, bottom four, top six. Remember that when you're like a Lakers team that wants to get this win, there's a massive difference between eight and nine as well, right? You get two attempts at yes. getting one win as opposed to needing two wins to get in. So this is a very big game when it comes to the whole entire like play-in picture and playoff picture. And what's interesting for Minnesota coming into this, I mean, they're I don't know if there's a, like maybe a flu bug going on or something like that, but if you look at the injury report for the Timberwolves today, they've got six, seven guys listed on the report. Now, Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards are both listed as probable, but multiple guys are listed with an illness and a non-COVID illness and at that. So we don't know what's going on there. They also, this hmm. is interesting. 
They reportedly lost Nas Reed to a broken wrist, according to Shamsharanya, but he's on the report list that is questionable, or at least in the last look. And that's a very big loss if he's not going to be able to go going forward here for the Minnesota Timberwolves. So I think when you look at this, it's a very big spot deal, but there's a lot of noise in terms of availability. But as long as Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards are going to be available and they're at home here against the Los Angeles Lakers, I would tend to lean toward Minnesota. They're playing really well. They're playing very good on the defensive end of the floor. Carl Anthony Towns has fit a lot better coming back from that injury than I thought he was. Nas Reed has been a little bit of a part of that too. But I think the reason why this has kind of just been sitting around all morning is because it's a really crowded injury report for Minnesota. And we've seen a lot this year. Probable guys will miss games at a higher rate than you think. And so you want to have some clarity on both Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns before we get this game going. Yeah, and it is the it is the tough part about talking about NBA games this early in the morning, you know, because you just don't know. The the other big one tonight is the Nuggets and the Suns. And not not because the Nuggets aren't, you know, are in jeopardy of losing the number one seed or Phoenix is in jeopardy of of getting, yep. you know, into the play. And although I, there's there is a mathematical scenario where they could, but they're they're playing for a home playoff series. They're currently the number four seed. They're nine and a half point favorites here against the Nuggets. So um, people should know that this is not a full lineup here tonight. Yeah, it looks like Nikola Jokic. So yesterday he's listed on the injury report with calf tightness. Um, right. There was thoughts that maybe he was just trolling Joel Embiid because that's exactly the injury that he was listed with uh, when he did not play <laughs> against great. the Denver Nuggets. Right. Yeah. A couple of nights ago, um, which would have been funny if he actually played, but he didn't. So yeah. I think that maybe there's something here. And look, right now, when you have, as we talked about, right, the Nuggets have a three game lead for the number one seed in the Western Conference. They are not playing Memphis. They're playing Phoenix. So they can afford yet again to sit Nikola Jokic if they'd like here, which I think is the plan. And just, hey, there's a small sample size of games we have left. We've got about five games left. We can get our magic number if we just rest Nikola Jokic in some of these spots. So I, I, this is what this number's telling us. We don't know what the injury report's going to look like until a little bit later. As you mentioned, it's a back-to-back, so they're not going to submit their injury report for an, uh, another hour or two. Mm-hmm. But I think this seems like a situation where Denver's fine resting Nikola Jokic and everybody else and getting them ready for the postseason because they're safe. They're, they're pretty safely cemented as the one seed in the Western Conference. All right, JBT, you know where I'm going next. Contractually obligated to ask you about MVP and the latest oh, movement. Okay. The la- what what do you think yeah. was going to happen? The latest movement is a tick back. Coach of the year towards Embiid. Um, who? What? What is yeah. your gut telling you? We saw the t- we saw the uh, Tim Bontemps straw poll where Embiid just edges out Jokic. Right now, Embiid's minus one hundred five. Jokic is plus one ten. Giannis back to plus five fifty. What's your gut telling you? My, my gut tells me that this is going to be Joel Embiid's award, especially after last night, right? Giannis and the Bucks seem pretty like I was painting the scenario with Kelly yesterday. We were talking about this on the Harvard Handicappers podcast, which was if Giannis were to come out and like squash Boston and then they have a game against Philly and he shows out there that there was a path for Giannis, but they decided to just kind of take last night off. So I think that kind of not eliminates Giannis, but it makes it a little bit harder for him when your sample sizes are getting smaller in terms of games played. If we're right and that Jokic is content in resting yesterday and today, it's going to be more missed games. And I think that the Joel Embiid has been campaigning for this and he wants this award. He's on an injury report. He's going to play tonight. And you mentioned how volatile this is going to be. Embiid just has to show up on the floor, have an average game tonight. And this thing's going to go up to like minus 150 or whatever it is, because the market's going to be that volatile as we kind of move along. So I would say that my gut would tell me right now, given as what has transpired since the straw poll, at least in terms of the two games you watched yesterday, I, I think this is Joel Embiid's award to lose. And you can make the argument that minus 105 should probably be a tick higher. What a, what a brutal 
assault out of nowhere on Nikola Jokic being a three-time MVP. People just don't want him to be three times in a row. Right. It's just, I, it's, it's crazy. I, I get Kelly's hit it right, Gil. Like in that in that write up for Bon Temps, they essentially saying that yeah. you know voters have said that the like the right the criteria has changed. Well, he was going for three two months ago when seventy seven of them yes. gave him their first place votes. Yeah. So what exactly changed over the last couple of months that made them change their criteria? It's ridiculous. It it is absolutely ridiculous should be interesting um okay we've got 30 seconds and i'm again i always ask the nba guests this question i'm gonna ask it of you again who who is in the western conference finals right now if i asked you to predict that uh okay let's see since it's wild and i don't think i'll be embarrassed by being wrong i'll go with the <laughs> i'll go with the los angeles clippers and the denver nuggets how about that that's you, your question you conference. cannot quit the clippers can you you can't no, nope, I won't. I refuse. Tell me, who are you going to pick, right? Like, <laughs> that's the whole what did thing. I say? Like, Nuggets, Warriors? Nug Nuggets, Nuggets, Warriors. Is the I, only, I mean, but that's Clippers equally. There, yeah. It, but JVT, you said it. It could be anybody, and you won't get mocked for being wrong. Because it literally, I mean, if it were right. the Kings and the Nuggets, would you be surprised? I'd, some people would. I would not. Not at all. Not at all. Right. Um, apologies to the Phoenix Suns. Not even mentioned in that, <laughs> in that <laughs> last 20 seconds. Thank you, JVT. Appreciate it. Good to talk to you guys. Thank you. Jonathan Von Tobel, everybody, at me, JVT. Hardwood Handicappers, the podcast, and, of course, our senior NBA analyst, Dallin Cuff from ESPN and ESPN's Daily Wager on the Final Four next numbers game. VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Split bet. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, yet another way. Too many to count. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check them out. All of today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. A little update on that quarterback prop. Uh, they put it back up on DraftKings after we talked about it, but they put it back up at plus 500, not plus 550. So it moved a little bit. I mean, at that, I mean, at 550, 5 to 1. I would say 5 to 1 I, still bet it. I think it's, still, it's worth a bite, right? At least, yeah. a sm at least a small bit right now. Young, Stroud, Levis, Richardson. You don't think a fifth team's going to roll in there? I do. They go quarterback crazy, and for a reason. You're nothing in this league without a quarterback. I think, at least as of right now, there is a very good chance. Yep. It, it, how is you know how it's going to set up? Usually, how we talk about with these quarterbacks is that team looking for that team that trades back into round one, and I think that's more likely this year with those four guys going. I think all four of those guys, Levis, uh, Richardson, Young, and Stroud, all going way early in the draft. Yeah. Listen, I don't know that Dallin Cuff knows, uh, has an opinion on this, but this is how powerful football is. I am going to wing it and ask Dallin Cuff if he has an opinion on how many quarterbacks will get drafted in the first round. He joins us from ESPN, and specifically for our purposes, ESPN's Daily Wager. Your thoughts, sir? Football runs everything. I'm acutely aware of this. And, fellas, no, I do not have a take right now. I'm inundated with Final Four, F1 betting, and, of course, the majors coming, masters coming up. But I will say this. I'll get it locked in before we get to actual draft time because it's a great thing to bet. I know you will. He said, he said he threw an F1 betting in there. Oh, he just threw that, that in there. rocking an F1 mm -hmm. pod. I noticed yeah. that a couple weeks ago. Yep. There we go. Let's go, boys. <laughs> <laughs> get Mikhail and Dallin do a podcast together. On it. All right. Uh, so it is. This just in. Special investigation reveals the final four is tomorrow, baby. We are very excited. And we were mentioning just, you know, 
it, you become so acclimated to what Florida Atlantic has done over the course of just four games, and it becomes you become numb to it in the sense like, yeah, they're really good at basketball. But I don't want us to lose this moment, Dallin. This could be North American sports betting history. They were as high as 800 to 1. I asked you this last week. I'll ask you this again. You said no last week when I asked you. Have you brought – has your brain toggled over to they could actually win it all? Where are we now on that? <laughs> I guess I'm still at no, fellas. I just, I just, I, it's, it's not even just about them. I struggle to see how either one, if UConn wins, I shouldn't say this. Okay, there's a path, obviously. If UConn wins on the other side, I can't see UConn losing to whether it's San Diego State or FAU. I just think they have too many answers, too much versatility, um, too much talent, I'm, 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 and can impose their will in the game in different ways on both ends of the floor to lose to either one of those teams. That, that said, if Miami beats them, which Miami I can, we can get a second. Um, that's a different, that's a different proposition. I don't think Miami is as imposing. I think there's different things and way, ways to beat them. Um, so yes, I guess there has to be a play. Yeah, they can do it. I just talked myself into it. I'm not betting it. <laughs> so you're I'm saying not betting there's it, a but chance. clearly they can do it. Yeah. Well, clearly there's a chance. There's only two more games and they've won 35 already this year. So I'm not betting it, but yes, there is a chance. I do like them to win this game though. I have them on the money line over San Diego state. So I guess, as I say it, if I have them in the final, 40 minutes, yeah, there's a chance. Yeah, I mean, if you got them winning this one. Um, so you do feel strongly about them them beating San Diego State. Let's start there. Yeah, I think the reason I feel good about this is, is San Diego State's physicality is real. Their defense is, is legit. But bear in mind, FAU just beat Tennessee two games ago, who plays a very similar style uh, in terms of physicality of the defense side of the ball, the pace of the game, how they want to grind you. And they were successful in managing that. So I think seeing that on, on a high major level and being able to play through it was was – was a good proof point. San Diego State, I think, has, um, let's say, they're, they're very limited offensively. I just like Florida Atlantic's ability to spread the floor, make more shots, more guys that can hurt you offensively, and be able to play in a slow game and be okay with that. Uh, the offensive glass for both teams will be huge. Both these teams won their Elite Eight games by punishing their opponent in the last 10 minutes on the offensive glass. So if FAU can clean that thing up and maybe get play ahead of their defense a bit, I think that helps. I, I like the value now. I think in some books it's plus 130. Um, so that number, it, obviously I'm going against where the money's coming in, but I, I just don't, I, I like the Florida Atlantic is, I like the value of that game. And I think it will be a very tight game. So if you don't want the money line, the points are good. Cause the way that San Diego state plays, I can't see this being much more than a two possession game. So you might be right there. Yeah. And the total speaks to that to some degree, right at one thirty one and a half. And then the nightcap, UConn, you already uh, professed your love for them. Do you lay the points here though against Miami? <laughs> I don't. I mean, because I, I like them a lot, and I, I don't think I love them as much as everybody else. I think everybody else thinks. I think my part of my thing is I really like Miami, and I've ridden Miami this entire tournament and all year. I've had the a futures play on them at plus three thirty back in I think it was January. Uh, that, that bet down to win the ACC, they they got me there. They've won every one of these games. I, Drake was the only time they were the favorite. They came back and covered that, and then I took them on the money line. And in each game, I took the points against Houston, and. At this, I think you're going to take the points here in this game. I, I think UConn wins it, but I think there's you, Miami is unique, as we said this to you before. Three guys on the floor at all points in time can go get you a bucket or get a teammate a bucket. Sometimes they have four guys on the floor that can do that. Uh, North Shadow Mir is critical. He cannot get into foul trouble battling with Adama Sinogo and Donovan Klingon because they got 10 fouls and two dudes. They got just him. He's the only guy to have that interior presence, the rebound to bang physically with Sinogo and defend and then challenge him on the other side of the floor, too. So. His presence is critical, but I still love Miami's guards, their ability to space space you out and play. And at times, it's just one-on-one, and they can go get a bucket. And even talking to Dan Hurley, he's like, hey, yeah, that's hard to scout because we can do everything we want to schematically, 
but sometimes it's a good player making a good play. And they do that a lot, and they make a lot of tough shots. So uh, I like Miami's chances to keep this thing close. Give me the five and a half, but I think UConn moves on. It will be a very fun game, guys, because that game, both these teams want to play at pace, can play up and down, can play in a half-court game, can score in multiple ways. So I think that game is just going to be way more aesthetically pleasing, let's say, than the other one. You know, I, I do this thing down. Since you bring up Dan Hurley, it triggers it in my brain. I do this thing every year where I do a college basketball championship formula. It's six criteria. It's it's like been tried and true for 20, 25, 30 years, depending on which part of those six criteria. UConn is the only one that comes close to meeting it this year. The only exception for them would be Dan Hurley has not coached a team into the Sweet 16 prior to this year. The other three teams, though, I mean, goodness, San Diego State, 75th in adjusted offense at Ken Palm. Miami, 104th in adjusted defense at Ken Palm. Like, they're not even close. And so this is just an amazing year by any, you know, through any lens, let alone my little formula. Do you, when when you look at it from a macro perspective, do you like this for college basketball over the blue blood scenario? Well, I mean, I'll tell you, I'm in Houston right now, and the the Blue Bloods bring a different vibe. They bring their fan, their fan bases plan earlier in the year that they know that's where the Final Four is, and if they get there, they will be there. So I haven't seen that many Miami jerseys or Florida Atlantic gear. Um, we'll see. Now, obviously, the games are now tomorrow as we get closer, more people fly in. The, the vibe is, and Houston's a spread out city, so, so I don't know if it's great for the game in terms of the event itself here or the TV ratings. It is good for the players and for the for the, for the Cinderella notion of it, although none of these teams are Cinderella's in my mind. It's including Florida Atlantic. Again, they won 31 games before the tournament started. They are not a Cinderella. They're a very, very good team from a conference that doesn't traditionally send a team here. That said, I do think year in or year out now, we're going to see that we've seen the democratization of talent. We're going to see more guys spread out, NIL, transfer portal, even the COVID years, keeping teams older. I think you see more good teams across the country. Maybe we will see less separation between the big boys. But bear in mind, last year was a very similar year, and we ended up with a Final Four all blue bloods in eight seed Carolina, Duke, Villanova, Kansas, all two or one seeds. We ended up with with a, a huge, you know, all the blue bloods you could imagine in a final four. This year, it's not the case, but the very similar regular season played out. The difference is it's a one and done nature of this tournament. You just never know what you're going to get. It's called March Madness for a reason. So that that chaos, I think, will always be here in the tournament. The question is, I think the consistency we're going to see going forward is the parity within the, within the regular season. Does that speak to the growth of college basketball? I don't know. We'll have to see. I really think how they schedule things, building events. There, there's some big picture college basketball things that need to be solved and, and thought about by people who lead the sport. But I don't think they're thinking about it. It's being boiled down to a three or four week sport. And they've almost resigned themselves to that instead of saying, what can we do differently to change that and grow the sport more broadly? It's a great point, because I do think most American sports fans take it in as a three to four week sport. I think you're right about that. Um, I leave you with this. We have a minute left. Uh, as you look to next season, and this is somewhat unfair because we obviously don't know the makeup uh, entirely of some teams and, and at all for others, quite frankly, but what teams sort mm-hmm. of set up nicely for next season, which you think might be a little bit under the radar? Uh, I, you know why I can't answer that question? Because every coach I talk to right now, I've talked, I've talked to 40 coaches in the last three days, none of them know their roster. Not like literally none of them. They're all either re-recruiting their current players or the portal opened the day the tournament opened. The, the, the day after Selection Sunday, the portal was open. So these guys are telling me instead of some guys preparing for their next game in the tournament, they're in the portal. Brian Dutcher made a recruiting call yesterday. Like that's insane to me, but that's where we're Jeez. at right now because that's the deal. So <laughs> I, I cannot answer that question because they don't know the answers to that question. Like that, this is another one of those huge problems with the game, how the portal works, when it's open, 
how gallantly you guys are in it. I mean, there was a thousand kids in it the week that we were leading up to start the NCAA tournament. That's almost a quarter of college scholarship yeah. athletes. I mean, basketball athletes. That's like the whole thing's wild, man. So yes, I, that's yeah. it's an impossible question to answer because no, I don't know who's on anybody's team. The same plagues college football. You have to. You even not only do you have to recruit other yeah. players, you have to recruit your own players now, right? Like that's it's just a massive exactly. issue. Exactly. Dallin, appreciate it as yep. always. Enjoy really the is. Final Four. Anytime, guys. Be well. Dallin Cuff, everybody, from ESPN. Uh, in ESPN's Daily Wager, where he gives his uh, betting thoughts on a daily basis as well. Well, whenever he's on. Check out his new F1 betting podcast. Yes. <laughs> the man loves himself some F1 betting. I love that. We'll come back. We'll wrap things up. Got a lot more to uh, get to. On the other side, Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashing the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points. You can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. If you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points. You can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Skill Alexander, we get tweets. At Beating the Book, always appreciate the uh, feedback. This is from Chris Hitchcock. He said, I need the clip of that MVP convo you had with JVT just now. Need to share it with my fellow Nuggets fans here in Denver. Very interesting. Meaning, I'm guessing that his Nuggets fan friends think that it's a lock that Jokic will win it. And it's probably not a lock at all for very, I would characterize it as, baseless reasons. Yeah. I mean, the Tim Bontemps article, I would suggest everybody goes and reads that with the straw poll from yesterday. But that line that we kept referencing, mm-hmm. that there was, he heard from multiple voters that to for them to vote him number one and put him in the same company as the guys that have won three consecutive MVPs that weighed on their brains. Which your boy has been saying for months. Yep. Or at least weeks. So, like, they are essentially, those voters at least, I'm not going to say it's all voters, but those voters that at least told Tim Bontemps that means that they are judging these three guys at different sets of criteria. Which is ridiculous. Yes. Timmy Goodtimes, just reporting it. Bill Jacoby, foul owl still a thing at FAU. 
My son graduated from there a few years ago, and I was called a foul owl many times while on visits wearing my Miami Hurricanes gear. I felt violated. LOL. Well, FAU, beautiful place. Dusty May just signed an extension. Yes, he did. For, hey, this Final Four appearance, we talk about how this changes schools. They, they've already, the, cha- the school's already changed. As of today, him signing a long-term extension to stay at the school, it's going to include money to build uh, to upgrade the facilities. And if anybody that's been there... Uh, it's like a high school gym that they play in. So this will be this will be life changing, university life changing for that 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 school. I like a girl with extensions in her hair. Good on him. Del Boca Vista. <laughs> Good on FAU. Matt Norlander reporting that Buddhist man going through our last few seconds with Bob doing the play by play on that. Uh, this is from Garrett Gibson, who says Dallin may have just got me there on FAU. Where do you stand on that game, Gil? Well, I'm. Thank you for asking. Boom. I thought you'd never ask. Uh, I like FAU, man. I do. I believe this team is absolutely legit. There isn't. They appear. It doesn't matter what type of game they play. They appear. The, the moment is never too big for them. Um, and I, I really believe that San Diego State, while fabulous on defense, fourth nationally adjusted uh, defensive efficiency at Ken Palm, I seriously believe that the that the offensive deficiency is going to rear its head here, and you know, good on uh, good on Dusty May for the uh, for the contract extension. But the main thing are the players on the court, yeah. and quite frankly, John L. Davis to me is the best player on the court in this game. Yeah, and this one's this one's tough for me, Gil, just because I've I've bet both of these both of these teams. I think every route yeah. I've bet them in so far. So. I'm going to be on FAU. I think the one stat, I believe Bob brought it up, but I think it's a very important one, is look at their three-point shooting throughout the season and look what they've done in the tournament. They're beating these teams. They're not even shooting the three ball that well. So, like, that's a big thing. Well, the turnovers is what they have to overcome. The turnovers have been a disaster. Um, 22 turnovers in their Elite Eight win, it uh, it should be pointed out. They got they got to do better on that, but they've they've had a series of games now in the postseason where the turnovers have been a problem. So if they ever get that sort of taken care of, goodness, I mean, it was twenty two? So here are their turnovers in this tournament. Oh no, not twenty two. Pardon me. Tw- yeah, twenty two, twelve, eleven, eight, and eleven in their previous games. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, you clean that up, goodness. The other game, I actually like Miami with the points. I have not bet that one pre-flop, and I doubt I will. I'll probably wait for a moment in the game, in-game, to play that. But I like I've said it again. I'll say it. You know, I, I don't want to be a broken record, but those Miami kids, and especially led by Jim Laranega, who let it be said again, has brought George Mason and Miami to yes. the Final Four. Yep. And there's going to be people who listen to that, by the way, who say, well, get it. I get it, Gil. George Mason, that's the most incredible story ever. But, like, Miami's Miami. No, no, no. You have to understand. Like, if you've spent any time in in Miami, this program ain't the football program. No. I went to a Miami basketball game when when I was young. Al Horford's dad, I'm dating myself, Tito Horford, played for Miami against Georgetown. They played at the James Knight Center in Miami. There's like it was like two thousand people in and it's an auditorium. There are no seats on one side. Oh wow! That is the depths from which this program has come to reach a Final Four. Like it it is a non-existent thing in Miami for many many years. 
and the only thing I'll add on to that is I think there's even a, a misperception of the football program these days where this is not right. your your early 2000s Miami football program. Like, this is – what is often said about Miami sports is very true. That uh, Sorry, there are other things to do in Miami, yep. and sometimes the sports – both collegiate and pro. It's the Bay Area and, kind of and get LA pushed too, to the side. Right? And, that, and the University of Miami, absolutely. So I'm with you. With the fact that the basketball team is here, this would be a much this would be a much bigger deal for South Florida if somehow FAU wasn't in the same same position. Right. They played in an <laughs> auditorium where there aren't seats on one side. Like that is literally going to a Georgetown Miami game years ago. So yeah, I I think they are sneaky good and I'm looking for an opportunity to bet that in game. So those are the basketball thoughts for for the Final Four tomorrow. I have Kirstea in uh, tennis. If you missed the tennis pick today, Serana Kirstea in the uh, one remaining women's semi that exists. That is today, one remaining because of weather. Um, Serana Kirstea, I got it plus 109. Bet her anywhere up to the point where she is a dog in this against Petra Kvitova. The winner of that will take on our futures play of Elena Rybakina who I hope everybody got on this show this week. When Iga pulled out, we said Sabalenka and Rabakina. Rabakina is already in the final, so that would be a 6-1 to one cash for those of us who bet it at that moment and bet it multiple times. Uh, I did not bet Virginia Tech, which was given out by Dan O'Mattia to win the women's college basketball tournament. But for those who did and got Virginia Tech as high as 100-1, to 1, that's in play this weekend as well if you listen to a numbers game. Obviously, that semifinal takes place on Sunday where Virginia Tech is a slight favorite to LSU, slight, slight underdog, pardon me, against LSU, the winner of which plays the winner of the South Carolina-Iowa game. South Carolina going for an undefeated season and a back-to-back title. They're going to be a huge favorite not only against Iowa, but whoever they play even if it's Virginia Tech in the finals. So I didn't I didn't end up betting Virginia Tech, did you? No, no, I didn't. But by the way, we're talking about baseball screwing this up. Yeah. How smart is women's college basketball? They looked at schedules. Like Friday night, there's not anything big going on tonight. They're locked into this day after the men's thing, and they don't sway from that. So whatever the men are doing, Final Four, they're the next day. Championship, the next well, day. Well, they're, they're skipped ahead this round, right? Isn't it Final Four tonight? Is it Final Four tonight? Yeah. Oh, I'm Isn't sorry. It? Or am I crazy? Maybe. You might be right. Maybe I messed up because it was it was also the, always the day after. Yeah, right? Final Four. So Final Four is tonight. Okay, pardon me. So for those who have Virginia Tech, good on you. That should be fun to get through. I mean, there's a lot of bets, but those who got North Texas, that cash to win the NIT. So we've had a lot of great picks on this show here just in the last week or two alone. By the way, here's our tourney championship draft. I, just had to ask I forgot anything. all about this. Yeah, 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 right. So Kelly and I did a draft, and uh, oh, you're, you're the only one still alive. I got UConn. Uh, that was my question. Was basically if if one of us had UConn, I assumed we did. I do, but now if UConn doesn't win it, we're both losers. Correct. So it doesn't Man, matter. That, what, doesn't what matter a, that I got further. What a list this is! Like how many? How many of these teams went down in the first uh, round? Uh, yours are worse than mine. Yeah. Marquette is in there and, and Duke. Um, <laughs> but still, but still, I mean, this has been the wackiest. I mean, not, you can't really say wackiest because all these tournaments are, are out of control. But in terms of who got to the final four, absolutely the wackiest it is as wild. a group. Um, so I hope, uh, you know, and good luck. And then there's baseball, right? Which I, again, I'll recommend it again. Bet the derivative markets like first innings. If you're if you're thinking of betting no's in those primarily, 
just trust me on this. You're probably doing it a little wrong. Uh, your instinct ought to be to bet yeses long term. Yes, one day you could lose on either of those. But remember, those are 15 games out of, you know, what is it, 2,440, if my math is correct, in terms of Major League Baseball games. So um, it's a long season. It just started. Don't, uh, don't read into one day's results on all that. Uh, baseball, basketball, tennis. Good luck to all. College basketball in terms of the women's side as well. All the bets given out on this show. Good luck to everybody. I hope everybody's a winner. We're not pitting against each other. Everybody can win. Let's do it. Lombardi Line is next. Enjoy from VEASAN, the sports betting network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com.